0: welcome this is playing favorites i'm paul
1: i'm justin and i feel great
0: (laughs) (laughs) hello justin i'm glad you're feeling great i can't smell this beer i
1: can't smell this beer but it's it tastes delicious
0: (laughs) (laughs) justin justin it's coming back to us very slowly it's coming back though your sense of smell yes
1: yeah so over the over the past week since we well the last two weeks since the last time we recorded i uh I'm going to be out there. I got COVID. My family got it. We got through it. It's my last day of official New York State quarantine. So I'm feeling good. Feeling good to go. We're we're, we're (laughs) ready to drink a beer, talk about Wheel of Time. Sounds good.
0: (laughs) Yes. And Wheel of Time, episode five and six, we're going to talk about. Episode five, Blood Calls Blood. And episode six, The Flame of Tarvalon. Um. And, yeah, it's been really interesting watching how this show has been developing. Uh, before we get into that, I'd like to just remind people that you can find our podcast, or the Playing Favorites podcast, and whatever podcasting application you use. I'll
1: give you some uh, examples, like Google Podcasts or Apple mm-hmm. Podcasts. <laughs> yep. We we, we submit yep. our stuff on Anchor, so I guess go support it. You'll yep. hear an ad about that at some point in the show. But uh, but yeah, pick your favorite podcast. Our
0: advertisement yes. for Anchor. <laughs> but yes, you can you can listen to us on Anchor, um, Spotify, Overcast, whatever, wherever you get your podcast from, you can find us, um, as well as our YouTube page, where our podcast does also end up. So new episodes of the podcast do come to youtube uh you get to see our lovely faces here presented with our with an awesome background sometimes uh but and a wampa too mm, i like that wampa by the way i've, I've been liking uh like my, my slowly
1: additional like my flag right that was hasn't been that's the first time it's been in here the flag yep
0: yeah, let's explain that that's a star wars flag that's an imperial flag right is it, nothing is else
1: it, is that a first order though i wasn't sure i think it's first it's order first
0: I think it's no first, first order. order is like is arrow ish. No, yeah, it's not I the first it, order I logo. Is,
1: I guess it is more imperial. That's right. The red's throwing me off.
0: It's Return of the Jedi era imperial flag. Mm. I think. I like your cityscape. So
1: your your background
0: is nice in Discord. Thank you. For... Do you like my purple city? Yeah, <laughs> I like purple neon stuff. I just you know I've noticed that about myself. I like purple neon stuff. I think it looks good. That's how we like our original logo with a lot of purple and teal. Yep. <laughs> but I digress. Yep. YouTube channel got lots of cool stuff. You should check it out. Some of our bonus you can see stuff all of our so
1: really fun. you can see all of our really cool colors that we
0: use.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, long long winded promo. Just one other thing: we'll, we have Twitter. Go check that out. We're on Facebook. Yep. Uh, all the stuff's in the in the little description. Uh, either on the podcast or YouTube channel, so now that we Absolutely. got that out of the way
0: and one more one more brief announcement before we oh, get going, because this sure. is our this is our review of our you know our discussion of episodes five and six of the wheel of time, just like to let our listeners' viewers know that we're gonna be also coming back to our regular podcast format a little bit, gonna be coming back with a normal episode. not that these episodes are abnormal. But we just decided to spend some time talking about this first season because it was very exciting. Uh, but just get ready. You'll also see something that's not Wheel of Time related pop up in your podcast feed as well. Um, but other than that, Justin, that I think it's time to talk about it.
1: Got a lot to talk about.
0: Yeah. So, um... Blood Calls Blood. What were your first impressions of this of this episode? I kind of want to get your like likes and dislikes because you've got a set of knowledge a little bit more than I do, obviously. Yeah, a lot more than I do. So, um, so
1: there, there's a lot of like moments me. in this that I, I enjoy, but I want to talk about the stuff that I don't, I didn't know about going into this. I don't. Okay. We don't really have to call because yep. I think we could jump around this episode. We don't have to go like beat by beat. yeah. We don't think. To... You know what I mean? Like, I want to talk about the whole Warders. With this, because this is something you don't really get um, a ton. Like this, the whole scene with the, the the funeral and all that stuff, the the ritual at the end, like literally that ended episode and leading up to that stuff, and the conversation with Lan and um, oh god, what's his name? What's the warder's name? That, that... Steppen, Steppen, Steppen. Yeah. Um. So like that whole like that that whole arc, like kind of. This what builds, I guess. I call it the core of the episode is him dealing with the, the passing of Karene, Karenne, and like the or, the warders trying to help him cope through it, go through the rituals, and all those things. Like that whole arc is like completely not in the book, completely not like like focused on. But it is like discussed and hinted at, like how they would deal with the death of a of an Aes Sedai. Like it is like that does happen. But like seeing all this it. and fleshing it out and just like giving it more purpose is for a, a fan of the series. That's what I'm really learning with this this, this show. Is was was unique, was different, unexpected. Um, made me really more made me engaged. Who someone that kind of like I might know all the twists and turns that are going to happen in this series. Like oh that happened and that happened and that happened. Like you're you're not going to see those things, but I'm like ready for them and I'm excited in a different way, where this was just kind of completely out of left field as far as, like, what this... I did not expect this to be brought up in an episode at all in perfect time for would
0: it. You, would you find that this was, like, rewarding, too? Because you're being surprised by not just, like uh, like, some kind of plot twist, but, like, more context, more background, stuff that, you know, you may have had questions about or, like, wanted to see. It's like, are they giving... Like, um, are they giving to both? Are they giving to people who are not familiar with this series at all? And are they also giving to people who are familiar with the series? Like, little nuggets of joy and wisdom along the way?
1: There's a lot of nuggets in that episode, actually, that only people that have read the
0: book would have seen, too. Like, I have to say. Sure. There's, I, I there's like a ton. lots of nuggets. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, I I like it. I like, I like when episodes the, leave the 20, lots of nuggets. The 20
1: piece or the 10? No, I'm just kidding. Um, Ooh, Piece, man mm,
0: 20 piece or go home what That's are you what are you talking about six pieces what are six pieces of, of? what is that for i i i hate to admit how many times like if you're like on, traveling on the road stop at a rest area and it's like i could be good and get something healthy or i could get a 20 piece chicken mcnuggets and not tell a single soul or tell you and other people who are listening to this <laughs> I have no shame. I have no shame. <laughs> what what you eat on the road is is your you know is yours alone. Nobody else has to judge you. Anyways, gummy bears and uh, chicken McNuggets.
1: But it so. it I, it was interesting about this one. I'll add. It's like you you left at the end of episode four with this like dramatic, crazy, epic moment with Deneve, but they really kind of step take a step back from that, and they really give that death a lot of like time. Which I, I honestly appreciated. Like, they didn't have to do that. Like, they could have just, like, oh, sad day. You know, a little funeral. I thought that was going to be the end of it at the beginning where they did they showed all the deaths of the war and, like, they had, like, all light up, like, you know, with, like, the things yep. over them. And, it's like... a
0: little burial ceremony.
1: Like, you know, I was like, okay, we're just... The rest of the episode's going to be about Nave and, and all the the um, the um party, reu- like, reuniting. Because you could tell they're kind of all sort of, like you know, kind of coming to awesome. Tar right? They're all kind of like a like showing up there. So I'm like, oh, they could easily just take this episode just to get them all together. Like, no, they just took that extra time to flesh out the world, flesh out the waters, which is, is a really important part of Wheel of Time. It's just the way the book tells it is different. They, they, it's a slow burn to learn that information.
0: Of course i've got some 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 thoughts on on how they're going about this with the warders i think it's i I agree with you i think it's really interesting i think they're fascinating characters and like this relationship dynamic and you also learn in this episode that there is this like that connection between them is a magical connection yeah right it's not it's not just like oh they've been around together for 25 years it's that too but also this like empathetic connection, so they have like they feel each other's feelings, um, because in episode six there is a there is a moment where that kind of comes into play. We'll talk about that later. But yep. um, for for this episode for for uh, what was it? I think it was um, the green Aja, the friend of Moraine. I forget her name. Alana. Um, she. When, when her and Moraine are in private and, and she says, like, have you ever thought of releasing your warder from from that spell? Like, from that? Like, have you ever thought of, like, giving him a release? And, you know, it, it, like, that that they have that kind of conversation makes me feel like there is something not unethical about it because the warders, like, agree to do it. You know, they, they agree to be, to have this done to them so that they can feel each other's feelings and, and like, kind of know... Uh, how each other is feeling at all times, uh, but there is still something kind of weirdly invasive about it to me. Um, I, I, I understand it's a very deep connection. It's very, in, in a sense, it's a very good connection for them. But how, like, what happens to Stepan is a good example of what happens when you don't release someone from that uh, spell or whatever it is that 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 connection. Uh, because he can't he can't live in this world uh without um he just, yeah he, he can't do it. For a minute I thought they were trying to um align him with Nineveh cuz he kind of like it, it's funny cuz it, he like came to her in in one scene he comes to her bedroom uh, or where she's staying she's staying in the warder's quarters like like he comes there and he's like drunk he's got the bottle he's like hey how's it going He's like, "Thank you for the tea," and I'm like, "Oh, what? Like, what's going on with this scene? Are they shipping these two together?" And uh, <laughs> I, I was, you know, but I mean, like, this scene. Hearing you use, a,
1: I know hearing you use the phrase "shipping" just makes me laugh. Go ahead.
0: I'm Ooh. just gonna keep <laughs> using all of these, uh just to see <laughs> your reaction. Uh, but <laughs> when I mean, isn't that scene? It, it's set up very much like a like a here is somebody who's Lost and, and searching, and here's Nynaeve and it, it almost felt like they were trying to push them together. I didn't understand really the point of that scene, uh, other than to show that Nynaeve gave him like a healing tea and. Oh no, there's a reason a they, they,
1: they, they about... there's a reason he took that. That's what that's what made Lon pass out.
0: Okay, all right. Well, that makes sense then.
1: <laughs> I think he knew that Lon was going to stay. with well, he was being, he was being. He knew he was smart. He uh, he knew yeah, that the so waters really are going to be. It's it's well known that this happens. So like I feel like he knew that He'd someone was sure watching. Too. Someone was going to be overseeing yeah. him. Lon was going to say Lon was going to stay with him. Um, yeah. And he need that's what he so he makes him drink the tea with him, and passes it out. That's the whole reason he goes to Naini's room. To be quite honest, like okay. I don't.
0: Okay, fair enough. It is set up like a very a different kind of scene, but okay, I'll accept that as the <laughs> as the
1: true meaning of the scene. Oh, I can't wait
0: to tell Kristen that she's gonna. We haven't rewatched it since, okay. uh, since <clears throat> the first time. Just since the
1: first we're focused story. on the warders, because I feel like that's the bulk of it. Like, there is a scene that like I appreciated. I'm I want to just tell you is are with Lan, and they're they're talking, they're just discussing, and they have like these little statues. They discuss about the Forsaken as these like gods or something like of that mm-hmm. nature. Yeah. That the, those are very in, like extremely like a huge part of what's to come. Like if anything, really? that's a foreshadowing. Like them mentioning Forsaken, um, like yeah, like that got me ex- just see just hearing the words Forsaken, like it's gotten me excited. If anything, that's all I'm gonna. That's all I'll say.
0: <laughs> okay. that's all you'll say unless
1: you want me to tell you more
0: (laughs) what what is uh remind us then from the episode what happened with the with the forsaken they're just talking about like like like,
1: it's just like they're like in a sense like they're like they had like these little figurines and he was like said he's like doing like sort of a ritual type thing discussing yeah ishamel and the forsaken they do like they had like different stories of like past lives and past uh like adventures and like they have like there's like an understanding of who each of these Forsaken are. Um, the Forsaken pretty much are people of the past that worked for the Dark One. And, but they have like, it's almost like hearing stories about gods that, like, and this is me loosely kind of giving my understanding of it and how they're at least telling it in this episode. Um,. They use the story of the Forsaken to kinda of help it's like bedtime stories that teach things like teach lessons to children and things of that, that nature. It's kind little of little
0: moral fables. Yeah,
1: moral fables, but they're actual people, um, and they have an actual role. Uh how they'll bring it into play into this, but yeah, they'll they'll we should learn more about them soon.
0: Okay. Mm, that was not obvious at all. <laughs> I, I was
1: really excited to hear them mention Forsaken. That was really that's like kind of like me, you know, being excited about just real time stuff. So,
0: okay, oh, yeah. um,
1: right. yeah. So the rest of the episode, oh, go ahead. what Would you have to say?
0: Oh, I was just gonna say. I mean, I was gonna ask if we could talk about uh, Egwyn and Perrin and sure, their, absolutely. They're their, their thread in this tale. Oh, one thing when they end.
1: One thing at the end when they're doing the chant, just that actor dan healy whoever plays Land, the, the chanting at the end freaking that was awesome i have to say
0: I, I, okay i was gonna save it to talk about let's just talk about well, it well we're it's, talking about the warders so i just wanted
1: to <laughs> yes let's keep talking about the
0: warders so this was like warder heavy episode and it was excellent talking just giving them the chance to to explain more and more about what that role is and what it's like to have that connection in seeing how when Len is in pain like that and how Moraine is also in pain, like she can't, as you said, when we were talking off mic, like you had said like, she can't help herself. Like she's feeling what she, what he's feeling. Mm -hmm. And um, I love this, like you had two different funerals, right? So it started with Kareni's funeral. And it's a very, like an Aes Sedai led, very like, um, I don't want to say like, very female kind of funeral but it but it is it is led by women and it is their ritual whereas the one at the end here the warder's funeral is similar yet different right Mm -hmm. it's the same kind of thing it's their mourning one of their own in their way and yeah i love i love how like both of them were like the first one had like the very like high-pitched kind of like singing reminded me a little bit of the deleted scene from Two Towers. Of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that always like makes you jump out of your skin when you she because it's just very surprising. The uh yes, um Eowyn song at the at the funeral for her cousin, I believe. Um <laughs> son. Yeah, so like that, there's that kind of thing and then you have the like kind of throat singing that they had. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you watched the, like, behind the scenes of the episode. And they, you know, were kind of talking about that difference in their, in the way that they presented the funerals. Hmm. And, and yeah, like, in having Lan as, it was, like, the designated mourner, like, the person who is going to, everyone else is going to hold it in and just, like, kind of do the singing, but Lan is going to be the one that'll serve as the primary mourner yeah. for his which yeah, which but...
1: makes me wonder like like what what happened? He hasn't been there for like 2 years. So like who was the replacement mourner, right? Like who is the one that's like <laughs> Land hasn't been really? there in like 2 years. So like has there is there is there a replacement mourner that like takes that role? Like
0: it... Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it goes by like who knows the person best. Uh, who's the mourner? Okay, and, and guys Gary will do it. I'll do it again, man. He's not Gary, man.
1: He's not as good as Land. No one's as good as Land.
0: not cry as good as Land. Come on, Gary, put some feeling into it. All right,
1: <laughs> but though, that actor, though whoever who plays Land, like he like, oh, he got he got into it. Like he is his like his like blood vessels were like about to burst. Like it was just like. Oh it man, was, it was such a good scene. Like, I, I love that anytime,
0: scene. Any, anytime, man, like, you see him, you see him, like, an actor, like, really just going for it, it's it's really good. It's really, it's remarkable. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Great, uh, so that, great, great, great arc. Great that, ending. That, yep. Yep. Great, great arc. Very unsus, unsuspected. Now, we can segue into other, other parts of this episode if you'd like.
0: How about this? Before we go to the people out with the Tinkers, um, also in Tarvalon, Rand and Matt make it, make it mm-hmm. and they meet a very important character, it seems like, the uh, the most lovable creature Will. character. Yes! Love him! I mean, his his name is, the, is phonetically loyal. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what <laughs> kind of person he is. He's pretty loyal.
1: Oh, it's an ogre. Excuse me, Ogier.
0: Ogier. <laughs> so, I like how... Rand is like, it's a monster. He's like, oh, humans. Oh, he's so quick. <laughs> he's just, like, not concerned. Rand's, like, here. And he's like, please put that away. You know? No,
1: like, you're I saying, like, I love really, like, Loyal. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Tell me your Tell me your impressions of Loyal, because, I mean, obviously I know you, you don't know much about him aside from
0: no, Other than what you've said and what I've been seeing is, like, people are like, Loyal! Like, <laughs> <laughs> they did like, like, like. A, it seems like he's a fan favorite kind of character, mm-hmm. and he just seems like a. I don't know. Like, I, I like him. He's fun. <laughs> he's interesting looking. I like the 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 design of him. Yeah, I like that he's bigger, but also still just like very similar to like a regular biped. Uh, but he's <laughs> yeah, he's 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 cool, and it, it's like our first introduction to other hum, other than human. Creatures, beings, like in good world. versions,
1: not trollocs. Like, yeah, the actual, not the fade, like, not the
0: trollocs. This is like, uh like elves or dwarves, or mm. you know, like this is just another race of beings that lives on this world. And it's it, it was cool to see that through Rand's eyes, who's just like ah, a monster. <laughs> and... <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, ah, oh, red hair. You must be an I-L. Is that how you say
1: that? I Are you? Know well, I see the pronunciation. That's. I. That's. I love the book. They. They pronounce things differently in the book too, on purpose. Like it's like he says because he's an ogier, He says things differently than Rand will say it. They do it. It's an. It's like a purpose. Purposeful conversation. So he says like Auleman, like it's A E U L man, but everyone oh, else oh. says Ale a. They spell it's it's spelled differently. A, a- I E L. Yeah, so like, oh, you're an ail you're an ailman. He's like, he's he's like a ailman ailman. Like it's like it's a kind of back and forth. Obviously, the book kind of fleshes that kind of back and forth a little bit more. Like it happens a little bit more elaborately. Um, but yeah, like I I love that that, that they they I I love how they brought him in. It was perfect.
0: Yep. Yeah. No, he's good. I like that. And they get to witness uh the parade bringing in. um what's what's his name there the Logaine. the not the Logain ablar not the dragon reborn the false, um, the false dragon the false dragon um so a couple of really cool things are going on in in this scene, so yeah, first you, like we know like Rand and Matt have made it. he sticks out like a sore thumb with his giant bow on his back, oh you yeah. got to say.
1: Oh and Matt of course is not doing too well. They've been tra- What is this? But there's a time lapse in this too. There's like a month, right? It's
0: been 1 month and he's getting worse. Yeah. He he doesn't seem like he's eating much. He looks like he's just really at death's door and um just kind of like fidgety and very golem like if I have to say like yep. just, uh something is something's not right with that boy. <laughs> uh but <laughs> he's, one one thing I like though is that they get to witness this kind of like um, when you were saying earlier about like how surprised you were, like after a huge episode four, that this episode was much more was much slower, uh, much more focused on character reactions to what happened before, um, and and yeah, it seems like these two episodes are dealing with the aftermath of episode four. Yeah, um, and and Kareni's funeral and like her death. And the fact that she come like her horse comes back with the boot still in the saddle in the stirrup
1: yeah which is
0: which is a practice i don't know whose practice it is but um kristen actually reminded me she was like yeah that means a rider hasn't returned when they put someone's boot like that backwards into the stirrup of their horse so that's why when like they're bringing her horse through and Steppen's leading it like the people are audibly like gasping, like oh, like that she didn't come back, like or that an Aes Sedai didn't return, um and and it is like a parade of their power at the same time, like yeah, there's they they came back with one less well, Aes Sedai, which is but they, then but here is Loghain and Ablar, they've got the you know false dragon,
1: and I think it's, it's something like, that's brought up in episode six, different. six, late related to that, like gasp, right. Like, and that's something I think they say, like, Logan's like, I took down one of your Aes Sedai fighting nine of them. Like, it's, you're you're weakening. Like, you're, 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 that's like, that's a surprising thing to see an Aes Sedai fail or die. That's why the death of a warder is also a huge thing. Because usually the warder dies first, not the Aes Sedai.
0: Yeah. Such a weird it's a really good way though of showing the depth of that relationship by showing you what happens when the person who's not supposed to die dies. You know? That's it's it's a really interesting choice to kind of I feel like this episode was a lot of place setting a little bit, you know, like getting characters to where they need to be. But it was, but it's also like in for, for land and moraine it's a really important episode. Um, and especially for the uh last couple people here to talk about in this episode.
1: Well one thing I want to add yeah. with the parade, because yeah. you know there's not much else with Rand except for meeting Loyal and, and Matt and then yeah. watching the parade. But there's a little little there's a little nugget in the parade. Oh yes. Yes a little, please. Little, little secret. Uh I don't even know if people that watch the show would even understand this because I I know this. Because he's not been a prominent character in the show. But he's been introduced in the first episode but he has not been shown again until this episode and that's padden fane the shopkeeper from edmund's fields
0: he's in he's in the
1: crowd matt's looking around he looks around he sees the man kind of laughing at a table and he just gets up and walks away but that's padden fane who sees them on the balcony
0: oh my gosh i think i missed that
1: yeah, it's very quick. Oh. And like the second I caught I'm like oh that's pad Fane. That's that's cool. Like and that's oh. important like that that he's there, but like I'm just curious how they're they're playing this out. Um it's it's I might be giving away like theories for people that have, don't know the book, but like his role in the series becomes very important and like they're I like how they're just subtly throwing him in there as you go through it's
0: just it. Just going to I just want to ask you, like, what's his deal? What's the deal with that? Oh. But don't, 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 don't. We'll see. If they're if they're already like dropping him in like they he was in the very first episode, if he had like a little cameo he, in this episode, then, then there's something yeah brewing. I mean he it, so we'll, we'll First episode
1: you could tell he looked a little shady. Like you could tell he like kinda leaves the the battle like kinda yeah, like, off like, like he, he didn't look surprised or scared. So let's put it yeah. that way.
0: Right, it was just like, yep, yeah, time to close he, up shop. He,
1: he's he's in on something. That's but like to him, like like they hadn't brought him up again. I'm like, okay, how are they gonna work with Pad and Faye? And then they show him in the crowd just kind of subtly, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like that that was nice. I like that they're doing that stuff. Is like, it's it's good for me who's read the books, but then it's good for you that when you get to that point, it's like, who's that guy? And then you go back and watch the episode. It's like, oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. There he is. You know, I, I like I like that. But yeah. I just wanted to bring that up.
0: Yeah, you no, know. so I mean, overall, uh, like, it's it's funny that they're dropping these little things in there, and I'm glad that it's like satisfying for you Wheel of Time fans that you're, <laughs> you know, you're seeing things like this uh, along the way. <laughs> Let's talk about another 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 group, our last group here, Perrin and Egwene, uh, and the and their departure from the Tinkers because they encounter. white cloaks yeah um and it it was cool to see the way of the leaf in action they like um you know they're threatened even though they just get socked in the face uh (laughs) like you know a bunch of just sucker punches it was really cool just watching them just they're like we're like we're not going to fight you and we're not going to let you take these these people they just go arm to arm and like make a chain um and then yeah um uh What's his name there? Their friend, Aram. Like, tries to help them escape, but ultimately they get captured by child Valda. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we get, to, we get more of his crazy ass. Uh, his, like, <laughs> he, he's, I guess he's not crazy, he's just, it seems like, I don't know, sociopathic, or just... just he's
1: focused, he, you he, know, he, that's all. Just
0: focused, focused, very focused. He. <laughs> he, he <laughs> He thinks that Egwyn can channel, right? So he's like, I'm going to tie up Perrin and torture him. And then you'll show me your power. Uh, Which I guess is a pretty efficient way to do it. It seems like he's done this before. And he starts cutting up his back. And maybe you can help me describe. I think it's like Egwyn starts to, like, she begins, like, brewing a flame. In her hand, and she throws it, and it hits Valda in the chest, and it just, like, dissipates. And he's like, oh. Like, how cute.
1: Well but She wasn't trying to hit
0: him. Exactly. She got to uh Perrin's bonds, right?
1: Yep. And Perrin, of course, is doing his own little thing, right?
0: Yeah. He's wigging out. He's, like, hulking out. Yep. Like, old-style, um, Luferigno Hulk. His eyes change turned all gold like a wolves uh and then suddenly the wolves attack yeah i just i I gotta tell you i'm reading i was reading a synopsis a little while ago about this episode and it said like uh they're ultimately captured um and perrin escape after wolves attack the white cloak camp and the animals seem to be connected to perrin it's just like thrown in there like, and the animals seem to be connected to Perry. It's like, yes, we get it. We get it. <laughs> oh. And This also gets a little bit of uh, explanation. Not really. At least a, a sort of a recognition in the next episode. Uh, in the Flame of Tarvalon. So yeah, they eventually, they, they, they get out. But it doesn't seem like Child is dead, though. Gwyn got a good stab down into his between his shoulder
1: and his neck but yeah this i don't have that. any other ag, a, 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 extra context there they're just like taking the information with with Perrin and kind of like giving it to us a little faster um, the camp does happen they do get captured by the white cloaks in the book um, yeah. they're just trying they're giving us a little bit more than like just to kind of set the tone of them a little bit more like her channeling like that a little sooner like in the book she get they get they get they get, they get um Released and saved by Nenev and Lon. So it's like there's completely different kind of placements of where they're at. Um, Mm. Where here they just have them save themselves. Um, Which I think still works because it gives a little bit more information on the white cloaks and gives Nenev a. It shows her, like, I guess, determination and, like, fierceness a little bit more. Right? Like, because she's, like, determined to, like, break free. And then, of course. It just shows who Perrin really is. He pretty much is a he can can, compete. He's connected to some animals. That's what.
0: (laughs) It's a wolf god. Yeah, (laughs) he's like the the wolf god from uh, or the yeah the wolf god from Princess Mononoke. He's just going to turn into an enormous wolf, and Jillian Anderson will voice him. (laughs) The rest of the <laughs> That's I, what I, my
1: predictions. I, I'm like. I'm liking, like, Perrin, I would say, is a lot of people's fan favorites. If, like, once you go deeper into the series, it's just, like, early on, it's kind of hard to get to what makes Perrin great. They have to do all this other stuff first. And I get that. I
0: get, that. Like, I get hey, it. Hey, you know, that's that's what a lot of people said about um, Tyrion Lannister in the in the Game of Thrones show. Um, While, you know, Peter Dinklage is great in his portrayal, early in the series, it seemed like he was kind of being, I don't know, he was more like comic relief, and then Mm -hmm. slowly like the character himself, and then like also in the books, you get to all these cool things that he does and you learn about him, but you have to go through this whole like this beginning phase of like seeing what he's like now, how he changes and I feel like Perrin is the same way. You have this like set of scenes and actions that have to take place before you can get to like where Perrin is regularly. Like,
1: I like the, the actor. I think it's gonna pay off. Um, it's not yeah. like I, I, I'm not saying anything like drastic happened. He just gets out of this like "I've killed my wife" mode a little bit yeah, more. Yeah,
0: he, he said it out loud. You know, he said it out loud to to her for the first time. And Egwynn basically like forgave him. It Was like it's not your fault. Like it yeah. was not your fault. Even though when you look back at that scene, it sure looks like his wife is raising the axe to kill him. <laughs> he acted in self defense.
1: I read. I, I read a little article before we move on to the next episode. Uh, where Brandon Sanderson he goes through uh, episode five. I think he went through episode four as well. But um, oh
0: yeah,
1: really? he uh, he was saying how like he didn't think that she they should give him a wife. instead but they understood the reasoning for him needing to kill someone to add more like weight to who perrin really is so he's like well he should just kill his master he had a master in the book like he was an apprentice black blacksmith Uh, which because they aged him up it's like why is he still an apprentice kind of a thing like that's i think that's why they maybe didn't go that route like he felt that like it should have been like he accidentally kills his master versus his wife but like okay seeing the scene he's like he actually was like okay i think that was fine they handled it well they're showing his like because parent has this a sense of rageness in him that he tries to hide and like that's like kind of the remnant that's kind of like showing its face now like he always has felt that i'm a big guy like parent, like the way they describe in the book he's like i'm a big guy i'm always af- i'm afraid to use my power so he moves slower he moves like he's just kind of afraid to hurt people.
0: Very delicate, not not trying to. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah but like yeah. here, they gave it to like he's afraid to use a weapon because he accidentally killed his wife. So it's a little bit of a different way to take on it. It, but you know, it is
0: still. It's like yeah, like it's the same sentiment <laughs> and the same kind of re, like situation you get out of it, but just a different motivation for that yeah. feeling. Yeah, which is, I guess, if it gets you to the same goal in the end, then I think it will. Know,
1: okay. I think it's will.
0: It's, yeah. just, it's not uh, like his wife is like injured and waiting to be healed or something, and like on the yeah. bend he's got. He, like he's gonna go it's back. the same
1: journey of moving on or getting past something, or you know, character character development. Yeah, you know, so
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Anyways, you want to take a break right. before we go yes. to episode six?
0: We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna talk about the Amerlin seat. But, uh, yeah, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about Episode 6, The Flame of Tarvalon.
1: And we're back to continue our conversation on Episode 6 of The Real-Time Flame of Tarvalon Tarvalon. Me and my pronunciations with the show. Vallon. Valon. That's what,
0: that's what the <laughs> show is calling it. That's what I'm going by.
1: <laughs> I don't know. When I read things, my brain just hears, says it differently. Can't help it can't help it um, another good episode uh, another interesting take on things one thing I didn't bring up like, like again this is a very interesting because we are in Tar Tarvalon. like <clears throat> in the book you wouldn't have been into the city at all so like you would have been in Camelin. like that's where most of these events take place um, so being in Tarbolon, like eventually you do get this scene. It just happens in a different order, but like I'm still glad it exists now because I feel like you kind of need yeah. it sooner um, than later. But really, this is the Moraine episode, right? Like it's all we really do is just
0: just follow her I wrote around. Down one, exactly, I wrote down one thing for this episode, which is Moraine can multitask. <laughs> like she is. It's like she's getting. So we we were introduced to the Amberlin seat, the the I guess the high Aes Sedai, like the the Aes Sedai leader. Um, but it's like there's this scene where you know she's getting berated, you know, you know by her superior. And then in the next scene, she's taking the dagger from Matt and and pulling out his poison. It's just like one thing after, and she's asking Loyal for uh, for a favor and then she's like meeting up with glory glory to the builders then... paul
1: glory to the builders
0: glory to the builders it's just like <laughs> it's just like every time she just shows up and just starts saying like okay we're gonna do this this and this all right what are you what's your problem matt okay let's fix it where's, okay fixed don't do that again
1: where's and then where's where's that no where's parent and Eggwin? oh i have watchers where's Random matt i have watchers
0: Why? (laughs) Why? Can you tell me why? So this drove me crazy. I'm kind of going back and forth on this episode, whether I really liked it or not. And for a little while, I thought this episode kind of dragged. And I also feel that Moraine, it's like, this is like a, I hope this isn't like going to be a consistent formula. I feel like this is something that they have to do in this first season. And I understand that. Like the first episode where it's like, okay i gotta you know like all this stuff is gonna happen just so we can get you out on the road and and get you going towards tarvalon like that's the the very beginning like we kind of rushed through a lot of exposition she was the exposition machine just like telling us all all sorts of stuff and then in this episode i feel like we're doing it again like now the piece has got to get moved on the board we're all gonna go through the ways yeah. Uh, to get to where the Dark One is, and at the Eye of the World, mm-hmm. and and it's like, okay, we just gotta blah 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 move move everybody around, heal Matt, do this, go there, and then reunite all these people and go. I gotta say, the reuniting of all the original five people from the Two Rivers uh, was not as emotional or didn't really land for me. Because it's like Moraine didn't, like, delayed their reunion. Yeah. And for what I can understand, no particular reason. Yeah, so I... I, I have I... motivation for why she didn't just say, like, yeah, they're here, but you can't go see them yet. Or I'm bringing them, I've got a plan, you know, just hang tight here, it's safe here. She just, like, she and at the end she says, like, I didn't trust you at first. Let me tell you a story. And, like she doesn't even say like i trust you now she just says like i i i didn't i couldn't tell you what our mission was because i didn't i didn't trust you and then she like changes the subject <laughs> It's like do, does she really trust them all what's going on please weigh in justin i'm just I'm,
1: like, I'm waiting for you them. to and like, like I'm, I'm getting, are you are you, are you off your soapbox
0: the flame of my Tarvalon has just gone out go on. <laughs> so, so do you...
1: Do you I'm getting the impression you didn't quite like this episode that much.
0: <laughs> it's not... Okay, all of the episodes have been good and compelling and interesting. This one, lots of interesting stuff, for sure, and lots of cool scenes. But some weird choices. And some things I didn't... like. The pacing of this episode telling,
1: was weird. The pacing of the yeah, storytelling. From a, from a and, storytelling
0: perspective, it's like, why, why delay their getting together? Like, I, don't, I didn't understand the, I didn't the, the delaying it, of getting together barrier,
1: is, they're, is they're trying... I think I know why the delay of getting together. Because it was a timing thing. Why? Because they don't want the the rest of the A.I. to die that they potentially have five dragon reborns in the mix. Mm. So they're trying to keep their, them hidden from the rest of them. And that fits... I mean, the found them. Yep, that, that's, that fits the realm that fits the whole like kind of essence of the of the the Ace, Aes Sedai and so forth because they the rest of them handle this differently the moraine and which we haven't got to yet the amma who she works with have a plan yep. that they they think they can reign in the dragon a little differently uh, it's it's explained a little bit better in the book i feel like than this one does i mean i'm kind of glad that we got that she has swin sansh on her side um that does that is a big part of the politics of the Aes Sedai and the whole plan of Moraine and the connection of why she's on this separate journey because they question that a lot right like why are you doing this why are you on this plan yeah because they came up with this plan to look for the Aes Sedai they said they had a little extra information they think they see something they have a they have a vision they tell the vision she mentions the vision but yes, because they, of the you
0: know where the dragon will be reborn. Yeah,
1: <clears throat> because of the Aes Sedai's politics, they can't f- really quite follow within their rules. She so kind of got a little trap with Nynaeve, right? Because Nynaeve shows her power, so she has to yep. bring them to the to the the White Tower. Egwin, yep. I think they wanted to. She she only really introduces her to the the uh, what did I say did I say it wrong?
0: No, no, that's just my favorite scene when. Egwin and uh, Nynaeve are brought to the Ameralen seat. and she and the and she's like, "I hear you are the yeah. strongest handler. and, Eg- and like Egwin is like, "Oh me? You know she's doing the like,"
1: uh.
0: and then it's like a total like <laughs> the other girl. No, no, no. I meant the one behind you. Yeah, yeah, and she like. Oh, like the looks—the mm. looks that she gives are just like priceless. <laughs> I love that
1: scene. Damn it! Damn her. Oh, oh what? 90s? <laughs> oh,
0: okay. I guess okay, she doesn't want to show her disappointment, so she's like embarrassed. <laughs> like, I... okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a good scene. good scene. But anyway,
1: that's that. They don't really explain it in the episode really well, but that's that's really, I think, the main thing because you have the scene with Leandrin that like. Is sort of okay. figuring it out, right? And she's like, "You yeah, better not say anything." You got, you.
0: She's I like, didn't know oh, that the Ice I would have such like palace intrigue, like they're
1: yeah, you know maneuvering
0: so. against each other like this. I really, I didn't know, but now I do.
1: Yep. Oh yeah. More, it's more the Reds and the Blues. I feel like the rest of them are just kind of like. Like the yellows are kinda of like Hufflepuffs, so they just kinda of keep them themselves. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> the greens are too they're too busy fighting things and having four warders, so they're a little preoccupied. and the Browns are just stuck in the Browns are stuck in books, you know, and
0: like <laughs> we didn't really get any of like the other roles, but we did see to, to see that there's like what, six or seven colors?
1: Uh there's white, blue, red. red. I mean he kind of shows it in the intro too.
0: And as well. it shows oh yeah it shows the um well they they did a lot of these top-down shots on this tower yeah you can't see the the browns
1: yeah the browns and the whites are hard to see in that shot right you can't really see them as well the blues kind of look black like the browns and blues kind of look the same because they're like darker toned right Right. but then there's there's
0: the, the blacks too
1: no, no, not black. Not black. They, they, the browns and the blues. They look at black, like if you Oh, all okay, right,
0: I see what you're saying. But they kind of, they kind of look blue. the same. Yeah. Yeah. You got brown, brown blue, th- white, <laughs> red, yeah. green. Yeah, that's, that's, that's five. five. Yellow, that's six. Yep, that's it. Sound right? Okay.
1: And then the Am- amarillian oh, cool. seat technically is rainbow, like her light
0: like, outfit. Yeah.
1: They, they describe her just as rainbow in the book so that's the I how thought it
0: was I thought the seat was really cool the actual seat itself mm-hmm. thought that was cool I yeah. love the like their their whole kind of organization and I love that they were like uh Moraine had a had a had <laughs> I was dying laughing at this I was, Moraine during all this multitasking she had time for a schwitz <laughs> and got to go to the sauna and just like <laughs> chill out for a while <laughs> and her boss shows up of course and she's like can i at least enjoy this time
1: that's the only time they could have a private conversation right i mean yes,
0: yeah I, I guess getting a, <laughs> getting a good you sweat know,
1: I, on I, at first i'm like oh man like when i first saw that scene i'm like okay you why are you trying to be game of thrones like it's like you don't have to have naked people everywhere but then was
0: it, but then it, it was wasn't not, bad like, then it wasn't me, bad like yeah. i first
1: i thought it was going oh. in that direction but then i'm like okay uh, there." They're handling this a little bit with respect, you know. It's like, yeah, they're just a bunch of people bathing in a in a sauna. What's the big deal, you know? Yeah, like that's what you do. But like in Game of Thrones, you just see that's like bo- you would see you, it would just be disres- I feel like it would be a little bit more porn housey. That's all.
0: Yeah, but, but that's how Martin wrote it. And I don't think people want to admit how pornographic George <laughs> R. Martin writing. <laughs> <It's is>. True. <laughs> people like to put it up there. It's fine. It's good writing. But it's, you know, it's it's uh, very explicit in a lot of ways. It doesn't, and sometimes it doesn't need to be. And the show did it a lot because instead of using, they did what they would, what do they call it? Sex position? Where it was just like, we need to relay a lot of information. Let's do it while two ladies are going at it. You know, like, we'll just have little finger talk over two uh, prostitutes having sex. But, No. This, uh, Schwitzing scene I thought was funny. Her boss comes and tells her, basically, you're grounded and you're going to stay at the White Tower. And so when she does meet with the Amarillyn seat, and you learn that she's in a relation, that Maureen is in a relationship with her, uh, she's like, yeah, you got to kind of put me in exile so I don't have to stay here. Um, I, I, I yeah, thought that was,
1: so that, that's, that's a big conversation online, um, them having a relationship is kind of a huge change from okay. the series yeah because so i, I almost say, like yeah i think this book was made in early 90s
0: you know yeah. different era different time you know you i think you, just about everybody could have assumed that this wasn't an original part of the book
1: i wouldn't i mean i don't i don't know i guess i wouldn't i wouldn't know that answer because i i mean i know more but there are hints or references or subtleties of like when they're novices, like you have the idea of like pillow talk, kind of nuns type type vibe they're only women hanging out with each other. they don't aspi because it's not like they don't especially say that because holding hands in in the books in the early books is, is a big deal, but like <laughs> you know like so I'm just saying like there yeah. there there is like some sort of like conversation of like that kind of stuff like but the series is really kind of modernizing those takes i mean he had the in episode three where they're just like oh, are you guys together as if it's not a big deal right which it shouldn't be but i'm just it, it's surprising when you've like read a book from 1990 and you don't see any of that or it's like even like talk it's not really discussed you know it's it's yeah. falling old tropes yeah. of, of fantasy like you know you know you add like the fact that they're only looking for male channelers not not all of them and da, 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 da. but <clears throat> uh, i just thought it was a good a good change that still explains their connection and their their strong relationship and it kind of adds a little bit to it i think it makes their relationship I think, even stronger
0: i really i agree with you i think i think it doesn't it, it actually makes it more secure of a bond because, I mean, what they're, 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 like, they have a secret plan, basically. And their secret plan is to destroy, to confront the Dark One. And by using one of these five that they, from Emmons Field? Is Ed, that right? Ed, Edmund, Edmund,
1: rivers, Edmund Field, yeah.
0: Uh, pretty sure it's just Emmons. But, i uh, I'll, 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 anyway. You might they, be right. Two,
1: I thought it was Edmund. From the
0: Two Rivers. Um, but, like, to take them there and to confront the Dark One, and that's one way to, that will uncover who the Dragon Reborn is. Yes. And I understand, like, you know, seeing the, the reds, the whites, the the kind of castle or palace intrigue and politics of the Aes Sedai, why they're doing it in secret. But it makes it feel like, like yes, this is a very secure um or very, like, a, I don't know. It's a very secure secret. But at the same time, I wonder if the leader of the Blue Aja, Moraine's boss there, is going to be suspicious of it. Only because there is that scene where she's getting exiled, where Moraine's blue boss is just like her reaction. Clearly she's dismayed like, I just told her to stay. It's almost like a little too convenient. I wonder if that'll you know percolate into anything but just putting just that one out there
1: i'm not sure it's kind of weird we're in a weird place so it's hard for me to theorize that like i don't remember her as being a prominent there's so many Aes Sedai in the book that i sometimes i don't remember their names so like i that one didn't like stick out to me as a character that was maybe important i'm sure they brought it up in the book at one point um but like again, like the, them being in Tarvalon is completely shifting the 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 the, sure. the, the direction of things a little bit, you know. So it's yep. like, I don't know what to expect there.
0: And we're not here for very long because Moraine's punishment is exile. And um, oh, by the way, I really want to know what Leandrin's punishment is. Uh, I was waiting to hear what that was going to be. I don't um, know. <laughs> anyways, hopefully, I was hoping maybe they'll uh, allude to it sometime come back and she's got one eye she's got she's she's
1: too busy she's got a man you know you gotta gotta let her
0: yeah so moraine has a secret on her too yeah i love how she says like you know what your red sisters would do to him um (laughs) (laughs) but so now we got she she manages to gather all the two rivers villagers and loyal for some reason i like how she just like hey, can you do me a favor you want to come and he's like sure uh, I like how he joins the party. It, it's really like uh, Final Fantasy. He, they, so, and Loyal has yeah. joined the party.
1: <laughs> so the, him coming, is, there's you? a little bit more... Yeah. There's more reasoning for that reason for him to come. Like, he has a purpose. There's I'm a sure. benefit.
0: And I'm sure he'll get explained Ma- again I'm on sure, the
1: road. Yeah, maybe he'll explain it. Um, like, it, back to the multis, it's this kind of funny. Like, there's a point where she's just drinking tea. Like, she has a moment just to have some tea. And then she's like... Yes. She just sees Naive and Loel go out. Go out. She's like, "Okay, go follow them." Oh, he's sick. Oh, okay. I'll go. I'll go heal him now. Like you said, like it's just like it's. Just, oh, she, she's like because yeah. she like, has all these wa- these watchers, right? And she can know when to go to these things, so she could tell. I feel like she knew where Rand and Matt was for a while, and yep. and she's just like, "Oh, Naive's out there. We can go. We can go heal him now. How bad is he? Okay, yeah. Like like and she just sucks it out yeah, of him."
0: I love how she, like, basically berates Nynaeve, too, and is like, um, she's like, how long did you know about this and, and didn't tell me and, and couldn't, you know, and you know you couldn't do this yourself. You couldn't heal him. She was like, and they call you a wisdom? Mm, better start using some of that wisdom. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's talk. I mean, this ending is pretty uh, weird because she basically says, she gets them on their horses and is like, I haven't told you everything because I didn't trust you. I'm not going to tell you everything now, but I will tell you this. We're going to go to the eye of the world. What's that? I don't know. I won't tell you just yet. We're going there, though, because that's where the Dark One is. He's at his weakest, from what we can gather. And one of you is the Dragon Reborn, and we're going to confront him and see what happens. And the dragon should be able to destroy him. Like, that's our mission. I like how, I think it's a Gwen who asks, like, what happens to the others?
1: And I, think, geez, I think
0: Matt, like, Matt asks that question. Does Matt ask it? He's like, yeah. what, what about the rest of us?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, that's more in his character, right? Like him questioning everything and being paranoid. Because, like, yeah. the taint's still there. Like, he's still being affected by it. Like, it's not completely gone. Um,
0: Which is why I want to talk about this scene. Because they all go through the way gate. Right? Where they're going to travel to get to the Eye of the World, but Matt stays behind. Also, how did nobody notice that Matt wasn't walking with them? Like, wouldn't Rand, who's been, like, watching him for so long, just, like, now he got to hug at Gwen. He completely forgot about him. In the
1: ways it's, it, it, it it, it affects the mind.
0: Like, I don't, I, I, I don't. I got to tell you, I don't think he was ready. I think he knew deep down he wasn't ready to do that because he just, this has been like a month and a half that he's been under the influence of the dagger and he just got healed Um, and now she's saying like we're gonna go confront the dark one it feels like he's been like in touch with the dark one and dark powers and he I, I to me personally it was like he in himself saw like I might be too weak to do this or like I don't know what would happen to I, I don't know if I could trust myself. Yeah, if I, I, if I, I went the way it's he cut, tried. though,
1: I wonder if he just he just walks in the next episode, though. But I feel like that doesn't fit right the way they've been doing it, because because to me, my understanding is he went in the ways. So I again, this is a completely different take or change to what I would expect. Does it's he? A
0: strange looking place too. It looks like the set, like behind the actual set or yeah, something the, it's like the, dark and like boxes are
1: like the something. the ways to me was not i don't know how if there's more to it or not but like i've I'll, i like you'll be know, my, my my uh my what my senior brain my nine my 2001 brain is reading this this part of the book and all i can just envision in it is like it was rainbow road for mario kart like they're just like um but like instead of a rainbow it's just like it's just like stone walls and just like nothingness and like lightning bolts and stuff cuz they had that in there in the show but i love the description of the ways when they took it like it just what they, what i've seen so far of it is not what i wouldn't inma- imagined in my head
0: like, i'm i'm trying to think like maybe they're saving it for the next episode but it
1: they it was I mean... they were built by the, by the um by the 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 old gear. they they're the ones that built them.
0: Really? Oh, yeah. so that's why loyal is yeah coming along for other things, I'm sure. But that that seems pretty
1: sure. Be, I'm yeah. pretty sure I'm accurate on that. I you know I, I tend to be. I, I've been wrong in the past, but that
0: is I mean, from what she does. Maureen kind of says like she asks him a favor, but then doesn't really say what that favor is. Yeah, is he knows, so, because in the
1: book, he knows where the ways are, or the way gate sure. is. Uh, I'm doing a double check, does he have it right?
0: That's cool though, they, they've been showing that gate, those two like stone pillar type things. Uh, they've been showing that in the promotional material with like Moraine next to it. like in, um, The next episode, which I mean, we, we're uh, going to be talking about here soon, but... It's the it's called the dark along the ways, so I'm sure it'll be a very interesting journey.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, the ogre the ogier, um, did build it. Okay. I think they had help. I'm just getting a brief little synopsis. But yes, I was, I was sort of, I was, I was correct. correct. I'm was correct. just happy yes. that I'm, I'm happy that I'm correct. <laughs> um. <laughs> me, me my yeah, fact right. check checking here um but yeah like now that we got
0: the whole crew together it'd be interesting to see what happens now except for matt
1: but yeah it is weird like the how the, the reunion was a little bit lackluster but honestly it really wasn't that it was kind of lackluster in the book i feel like it's just the nature of what the book was how the book was written it's like it's just like hey we're all together again but again there's like other things in between that kind of Helps you get there, and it doesn't seem as bad. Like they, they've kind of cut some moments out and some characters out that you would have already met by now, which we haven't yet. And so, like, because they've flipped it around a little bit, so like I get why we're in this position. The Eye of the World part is very kind of like out of nowhere, so it's like it they go there for a different reason versus the and seat kind of like saying they need to go there to do our plan. Yeah. Their, their reasoning okay. is different in the book, but it is kind of, again, like out of left field. Like this actually makes a little bit more sense um, in the book. It's just based on the it's based on the, the content dreams are having because they continuously dream of the eye of the world. And when they describe it to Moraine, she's like, well, that's where we have to go then. That's kind of like the difference there. It's like that's the only oh. answer. That's the only place we that's that's where we must go because you keep dreaming of this place. So let's all go there.
0: <laughs> okay. So, that might fly if it was if they spent a lot of time doing dream sequences. But I can understand. This 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 seems to expedite a lot of things because not only did you get to uh show Tarvalon the Amarlin seat, kind of understand the um machinations of the Aes Sedai and how they work, uh, you get a lot by taking them there. Um we as viewers get a lot. Like we get a lot of context for understanding. Yeah not just the show, but, like, the greater world itself, and how they fit into the world, um, how the white tower and the city surrounding it, like, are, you know, uh, how like, I love that city, by the way, I just gotta say, like, I know that, I, I read something that they were like, no, like, in the book, like, it's just the tower, they're, like, they don't even mention a city, but I love the fact that there is, like, this seat of power for the Aes Sedai, and that there are people there, and it's like, like a golden age renaissance you know city it's beautiful it's like well yeah well put together place really like cool like it's the most modern place we've seen so far yeah in terms of like
1: i felt that it was weird that the the city was so big i i I thought maybe just i couldn't remember it like i was like wow there's a lot of people here i don't remember
0: yeah they don't really mention much or jordan doesn't really write too much about like the actual city or the people who live around there it's just focused on the White Tower itself.
1: There's like a warder camp, I think, that's nearby. And like, I kind of just remember it being just a big tower and just like yeah. military surrounding it. Like, because the warders and stuff like that. Because I think there's a separate, I think there's a separate military. That's, I, that's me just kind of vaguely remembering it, that they they did like training of people. Like, yeah.
0: yeah, they do show like this guard of some kind walking the streets, like some kind of peacekeepers that sounds city. right
1: yeah that sounds right yeah. um but no They're it's not interesting
0: dressed as waters or anything they they look very different like this is their job like to protect the city or protect the tower whatever it is that they do yeah but, no uh, it's interesting stuff like i said like it is kind of weirdly plotted and 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 paced. but now we're going to the place that the book is named after in all this time i've never asked what is actually the eye of the world am i gonna find this out yeah pretty soon is it literally an eye no okay thank you that's all i needed to know (laughs) (laughs) i just had to get myself ready for whatever kind of craziness this could be well here i'm gonna make you
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna make you i'm gonna make you uh, um excited
0: okay oh justin
1: because the waygate doesn't just go; it, it's like a teleportation thing. It's like a faster way. It's a it's a a faster way
0: <laughs> to get places. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a it's a portal. It's a warp warp zone. You, you asked but me
1: where are we map. just like you asked me when we were left leaving somewhere. Like, are we going to go to this place? You're really excited about this place when you looked at the map, and you really wanted to go there.
0: Why? Is it going to show the blight?
1: That's where the eye of the world is.
0: Cool. <laughs> I've, I've always been interested in what that would look like. The description I remember from the book—very brief, but very interested to see how that looks. I, I, I studied to... that map a lot, and I—you do—you do. <laughs> got that. Yeah, I, I brought New Spring back home. I left it out for uh, any student that might want to read it, and I uh, took it back. So we were looking at, uh, actually, Kristen's reading it right now. She's like 100, and, 100 pages into it. And uh, I was examining the map. Um, oh, so,
1: wait, Kristen's already reading it?
0: Yeah, she's reading it now. And it's all, I guess it's all about the background of Lan and Lorraine. It's like their prehistory.
1: Oh, is she reading New Spring? Or is she reading Out of the World? New
0: Spring. Oh, she's reading yeah, New Spring. See, I don't I'm know. I... For I
1: I never read New Spring, so I don't really know. Because uh, that was written later,
0: yeah, it's a prequel it's a pre pre prequel like good so far,
1: yeah, um one other thing i I'll, I'll mention though is i we kind of touched on um before she sees uh before she Swen Swin Swin's song we not even talk about Swin sean's like origin story, which I thought was kind of neat, like kind of seeing her
0: yeah, I really enjoyed that opening um, for her, like how powerful she was as even a child. And how her father is like keeping it under wraps and then like is like, Nope, nope, you gotta go. Yeah. It's too late now, like it's not safe for you. Yeah. It's like he really looked out for it. Good, Good job.
1: I like that because they they do reference like her backstory a little bit. Like the, how she says like a weird accent and like grew up as a fisherman's daughter and like that's like kind of a sort of an ongoing conversation and like like it's one of her character characterizations, I guess, is that she kind She's of shows low
0: born. Whereas Moraine and Lan, as I've learned from New Spring, are highborn. That's that's correct. um, Yeah. Um, No, interesting stuff. It's you still have even within these already within these groups, you also have royalty and royal blood like mixed in there as well.
1: Oh yes, we'll learn more of that eventually. We should we should have learned about it already, but they skipped that part, I guess. Um.
0: But, a lot to
1: get through. <laughs> uh, yeah, one thing I was gonna say, like when uh, when she goes to CCN Sanj, though, when she uses like the t- what they call that as t- Tiang Tiangruel, I think that's what it is. It's like there's a, okay. it's a device that can use the One Power. So it's like it's like sort of a man-made device um, that can like they have like devices that are created to kind of help enhance your use of the One Power. Um, they're like sort of like artifacts, I guess, or like magic devices. Um, and they call them girl. i'm probably pronouncing that wrong but um that thing on the wall i think that's what that was it kind of brings her to like this other kind of plane i guess that looks whatever that was where they kind of meet right because it's like it looked like it was like she was back at her fisherman's house but maybe that's just a depiction that's not really described too much in the book
0: no, I couldn't tell exactly. I thought it was just, like, one of her own, like, one of the Ammerlin seats, like, own, like, rooms to herself or something, or like, a private I, room of hers. I think,
1: vaguely remember when they, in the book, they do talk about how they found this, like, thing on the wall or window. They, they learned a secret about it where they can, like, use because they would live and seat They would be in different rooms, but it was a way for them to kind of meet at this other room that kind of connected yeah. through magic because it was, like, it's kind like of a, a room of performance. Yeah, yeah, I guess you can call it
0: that. That's it's what I vaguely remember. Like, it's like in an independent plane, you know? Like yeah, they... but yeah, there's got
1: to be a way they kind of like can like maybe envision how it looks because obviously it looked like her, um, her, her fisherman house growing right. up. Um, Very but before that, land comes in there and I thought that was really interesting. It's like, you shut, you shut me off. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's like,
0: uh, yes, yes. He's like, you turned, you turned off our connection. What, what gives?
1: <laughs> he's like, oh, that's why. All right, well,
0: uh, go. Yeah, it was so good. He was like, be back before dark. I'll wait outside the door. <laughs> he's, he's totally big brother. Like, all right, you're sneaking out to see your girlfriend. Okay, you give her my just love. Be back before mom and dad. You know?
1: <laughs> I just thought that was a cool so, scene. So, like, he's like, it's like because he, 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 you know, you can't hide those feelings from the warder. Like like no. the warder would like when she's around Cian Sanch, it's like she he could tell like he knows that she is infatuated by her obviously but man yeah. she puts on her acting chops really good when she's around like the fact that they can't lie it's against the oath but they they do such a good job at like like using words and weaving and dodging and like i mean i would wonder like did you when you first got the introduction which you first started berating on moraine for, like, the, the, like, you know, before you found out they were lovers, like, were you still, were you surprised by that, or did you kind of see it coming?
0: I was surprised by that. I did not, no, I, I was surprised by that. Okay. Um, it was, uh, I think it was a well kept surprise. And when they do, uh, when she goes in and sees her, I, like, as soon as it's revealed that she's there, I was like, oh, okay. oh. Uh, like, it was all at once. Like, I didn't need <laughs> any more. Like, as soon as, like, it was like, oh, this secret door that Moraine can access from her bedroom. <laughs> but I think it's cool. I think it was really interesting. And and, and it communicates the information well enough that the uh, Emerlin seat and Moraine have this plan to confront the Dark One. And to find out who the Dragon Reborn is, and now we're we're back on the road. We've got a mission ahead. Uh, we'll see where Matt ends up with this uh, next week's next week's episode. But well, I, I I don't know. I just have mixed feelings about some of the choices, but I I can kind of understand why the choices were made. So it's a little frustrating. Yeah, but no, I can see like that. these last. It seems like these last two episodes are going to be pretty very very interesting because now we're going. To really like alien places, so yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited.
1: No, I'm I'm happy with the the direction it's going. Um I could see why you'd be kind of weird with the last episode, but I know you still like it. I'm just saying, like, it is
0: kind of yeah. It but, was it, kind you know, of awkward. These are it. just like writer choices and direction choices, not like in the yeah, overall. It's like,
1: yeah, it's like that's that's the thing when you're making an adaption, a- adaptation, like, you have to fit these moments in there and yep. you gotta sometimes I think have to find ways to kind of like kind of force it in there too like because you need it but then you're like well yeah we kind of all we did all the other things and those are really good but we still got to force that part in you know it's like you like that's
0: <laughs> still yeah it doesn't feel like shoehorning it just feels fast yeah. you know
1: hey I, I'm it's all like... about faster and more intense I mean I'm all about that i am a big fan of that.
0: (laughs) I've lived my life by this motto. (laughs)
1: Alright, well, uh, still luck in the show. We're going to finish the show on the next episode, right?
0: Yeah, our next episode, we're going to cover both the last two episodes of the season. We kind of figured that, you know, these next two are probably going to be pretty big together. So we're going to do the same thing we did for these two. So, Episode seven, "The Dark Along the Ways," and Episode eight, "The Eye of the World," we'll be doing those together. So it'll be after Christmas. The uh, last uh, episode there uh, premieres on uh, Christmas Eve. Oh, and yeah, maybe Santa will bring us a surprise, and we'll see the blight.
1: Maybe they'll give us a. Maybe they'll give us a ninth episode.
0: I doubt it. Oh. we will <laughs> drop it a day early. <laughs>
1: All right, well, this has been Playing Until Favorites. Until next time. That oh, or just, you go do it. You go ahead. Do it.
0: Do it. You just did it. Okay. This, has been. <laughs> this has been. I'm play- Paul.
1: Yeah, I'm Justin. This has been Playing Favorites Review. Like, subscribe, <laughs> comment. Go check out all of our socials. Um, Ring that bell. Have a, have a good night.